Okay, so yesterday we concluded with a bit of an explanation on the Rebbe's, the Friedrich Rebbe's question in the Mimer. The Friedrich Rebbe asked in his Mimer, how come the Jewish people are called by the name Zoyce? Chayra, that name is not a name that was used at the time. It wasn't used later on in history, in the time of the Tanakh, in the time of Shmuel and Chana. Mm-hmm. How come this name is a name that's given to the Jewish people? So, the Rebbe says that the, the, what's behind the question is, if you know something about names, how names work, what are our names? Names means, a name of Hashem means the way Hashem reveals Himself. So if the way Hashem revealed Himself at the time of the Geula was, as Hashem told Meshach Rabbeinu, I'm going to appear to the Jewish people in a way I've never appeared before. It's going to be something incredible, it's going to be the revelation of Yuki Till now I've appeared to the forefathers with the name of Kehel Shakai, and now I'm going to reveal myself in the name Yudkevavke. So the revelation that Hashem is giving the Jewish people is uh, where we are. We're going to be at that state where Hashem is revealing himself, revealing himself to us. So if that's true, then our name should have been associated with that name, name Yudkevavke. And yet the name we're called is not the name Yudkevavke, we're called by the name Tzvoyz. And which is not any of the names of God that was ever used then. Although it's very one of the top seven names of Hashem, it's one of the seven names of which are not allowed to be erased, which indicates the fact that it can't be erased, that it has incredible Kedusha. And yet, it's, it's, it still um, doesn't answer our question. Hashem isn't called yet. Hashem wasn't yet revealed. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Hashem was revealed at that time with the name Yudke Vavke. And now the name of Tzavai said, why are the Jewish people called by that name? It, it, you know, it sounds similar to the way we, uh, the Magan answers the, the question we asked about Hashem. The Magan asks, how come Hashem is appearing in different ways when Hashem is, uh, doesn't have any images? And the Magan answered that our, well, the way we are has an, an impact on Hashem to the extent that the Magan uses uses expression that draws like a father pictures his son in his mind, in a way that the son's image is engraved in his mind, so too the Jewish people's actions are, so to speak, engraved within Hashem. They impact Hashem in a, in a way that's, that's, so to speak, part and parcel with God's essence. Uh, they, they touch Him so deeply. And so we see uh, by, by Kriyas Yamsa, oh, Rabbi David, good morning. Good morning, Rabbi. We see um, Hashem appearing like a, uh, like a warrior, uh, like a young man, like a young man, and thanks, sorry, you confused me. Like a young man by 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 Kriya Samsuf, and like an old man by the giving of the Tera, it's because that's that the reason why it's from Pierce always because that's the way we were. We got left with Shrine, we were like a little child, we were young, we got to the Tera. So, in a similar way, there was a saying about the um, revelation, the Jewish people's title, we left with we are, our title has to do with the way God is revealing Himself to us. So why are we called by the name of Tzvoyz? That's the Rebbe's question. Rabta a page chaf. It's uh, not on your phone or, or on your... Uh, it's on your phone, David. It's in Hebrew. All right. To explain the question in a deeper way. Let's go deeper. young, powerful Okay, who is this quoting from, uh, Google? Um, <coughs> I'll get back. All right. Anyway, it doesn't quote that in this moment. The Alt Rebbe explains. 
the Pasuk. On that very day, the Jewish people left Mitzrayim. The Alter Rebbe introduces his mimer on those words with a passage from the Gemara. The Gemara says that from the day God created the world, there was no one who called Hashem the God of hosts until Chana came and gave Hashem that name. So Alter Rebbe explains why that name was only used later and it wasn't used earlier. Let's go. The Alter explains that the names of God are connected to the vessels of the world of Atzilus. God's light vests itself in the containers of the world of Atzilus and becomes united with them to the extent that the Zohar says He and the vessels are one. Hashem's light becomes one with the vessels. And when we give a title to Hashem, whatever name we're giving, where that name is connected to one of the spheres of Atzilus. Of course, it's important to remember the words of the Rivash. The Rivash said, I pray with the mind of a child, which means I'm not thinking about the Kabbalistic meaning of the names or whatever, I'm talking to God Himself. That's what, so, so we're not just talking about a certain level or whatever, we're talking to God Himself. Yet, we use various names because Hashem reveals Himself to us in various ways. So when we say Hashem is merciful, we're trying to evoke Hashem's mercy. We're trying to to address that and and reveal that. So Hashem's various names are connected to the the containers. Just like a container, when something's in a container, it looks a certain way depending on the color of the container. So too Hashem projects His light to us based upon the containers of the world of Atzilus. And that's the way we call Hashem, but depending on the way Hashem projects Himself to us, the way Hashem contracts His light and filters it to us. What this means is like this. The whole idea of a name of God, any of the seven names which cannot be erased, any of those names are, work in a similar way that Mechal Mordechai's name works. How does it work? The purpose of a name is only an extension of the soul. It's not the soul itself. You don't need the soul. The soul itself does not have a name. What's the idea of the name? The name is the way that your soul connects to your body. It's a ray of the soul. That your name, the soul doesn't have a name. The, soul, the, the name that we give to a soul is the, is the energy that emanates from the soul towards your body. It's a ray. So too, the light of Hashem that is revealed and drawn down from above is given a name. That those lights that are revealed from Hashem and descend towards this world, they have names. The meaning of, again, the word name means, another word that we could use instead of the word name, which would mean the same thing, is a ray. It's not the essence, it's just a ray of the essence. So by human being, he has a name. It means there is something that's coming from his soul in his body. That's the meaning of having a name. In order that a light of Hashem should actually be something which brings us light, that should illuminate our lives, the light has to have a limitation. For a light of Hashem to impact us in a meaningful way that we can handle, the light has to be limited and measured. That means we cannot know what the light is. We cannot receive the light until the light has a description. Until it has some kind of measurement. 
That's the word that Kabbalah uses, the vessel for the light. The vessel for the light means the way the light is measured and limited and formed. When the light has that measurement, we can handle it. That's the meaning of the seven names of Hashem that cannot be erased. Those are the lights of Hashem that come into the vessels. Every light has its vessel. There are various um, applications of God's names. There is the way God's name is, exists in the world of Atsilus. In the world of Atsilus it says, He and the lights are one, He and the vessels are one. In the world of Atsilus, the world of the world of Atsilus is called the world of unity. The world the world of unity because the world of Atsilus is a world that is godliness only. And Atsilus revealed all the, the truth that all there is is Hashem. That's the world of Atsilus, and therefore Hashem's unity. Uh, we don't just say that Hashem is one with the lights. We also say Hashem is one with the vessels. And this is what was revealed in the world. The world of Atsilus was revealed in this world in the time of Meish Rabbeinu. Meish Rabbeinu was a soul of Atsilus. Even when he was in this world, he was a soul of Atsilus. And his whole purpose was to bring down the Torah of Atsilus and give the Torah of Atsilus to the knowledgeable generation. That's the title we give to the generation of Meish Rabbeinu. The Der Deir, the generation of knowledge. To give them the Torah of Atsilus. The they were somewhat at the level of Meisha Rabbeinu. And that's what they're called, the generation of Meisha. The word generation means line. There comes the word Shura. They were in the same row as Meisha Rabbeinu. They were able to handle, they were in some, they were similar world, similar state of Meisha Rabbeinu. And therefore, they, Meisha Rabbeinu was there to give them the Torah of Atzilus. So in Atzilus, what is the truth that's revealed in Atzilus? How Hashem and the lights are one, Hashem and the vessels are one. Okay, but there's one name of Hashem which is not used yet. What name of Hashem is not used in the generation of Meshach Rabbeinu? The name of, survey says, Svais. Why? Because that name is insignificant compared to the other names. Why is it insignificant? What does the word Svais mean? Svais means legions. And the word Svais refers to all the souls and angels of Bria. In the world of Bria, it says, Ein misper There is no number to the troops of angels in the world of Bria. There is an infinite amount of angels. So, because, as the Gemara says about the word Tzvayis, It's a letter in his army. Which means that although the name Tzvayis is a revelation of godliness, and it's one of the seven names that can't be erased, but the the mission of this name, the purpose of this name, the purpose of this name is to bring down the truth of Atzilus to, to the world beneath it. The, world, the purpose of this name is to bring down the truth of Atzilus to the multitudes that exist in the world of Bria. It's to bring down the, the um, Name of Hashem, of the truth of Atzilus, to a world where there is a multiplicity, where there, where, where there are all different kinds of creatures and beings, an infinite amount of them. In Atzilus, the 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 trademark, the uh, the hallmark of the world of Atzilus is unity. All there is is oneness. 
In Bria, it's the exact opposite. It's the opposite. The world of Bria is all about the multiplicity and how many angels and souls, infinite, infinite amount of them. So the word voice, that name of Hashem, is about bringing the truth of Hashem to animate and create and vivify all of the multitude of angels and souls that exist in that world. That's what that name of Hashem is about. It's about the revelation of the world of Atzilus to the next world, to the world of Bria. So since in time of Meish Rabbeinu, the Jewish people were in a state that there was no multiplicity because they had in that, that time the, the revelation of Atzilus. They saw the revelation of the Creator in the creation in a way that it was one with the Creator. So therefore, there was no concept of revelation of Tzvois. Tzvois is a lower kind of revelation. They, they had Atzilus. What importance does Atzilus have, does Bria have in comparison to Atzilus? At Bria, in comparison to Atzilus, is like, like lighting a candle in the presence of the sun. So it's, it's, it's insignificant. Since the Jewish people were at the state of Atzilus, they saw in the world how it's one with Hashem. They saw the truth of Atzilus here. So why do they need the world of Bria? Why do they need the revelation of the throne room? But in the subsequent generations, after the face of Moshe Rabbeinu departed, Moshe Rabbeinu was faced like the face of the sun. And it says that Yeshua's face like the face of the moon. And this revelation was transferred to the elders and the elders to the prophets. So at that time, there was a need for something, that, for, for that lower kind of revelation. They weren't able to handle the higher one, and the, the, the lower one was given. That means like this. At first, after the generation of Meshach Rabbeinu, there still was prophecy. But it wasn't in a similar way to the prophecy of Meshach Rabbeinu. Meshach Rabbeinu was a unique prophet. There's no prophet like Meshach Rabbeinu. Meshach um, Rabbeinu's prophecy was unique. It says about Meshach Rabbeinu, Meshach, Meshach, Ebed doesn't bring in the Mimer, but it says Meshach, Meshach, Leipzig, Taima. All other prophets, uh, when their name is repeated, there is a separation between, in the, in the, in the cantillation, the way that we, the tune of the, of the Torah, there's a separation between the first title and the second title. Avram, Avram is a separation. Every other tzaddik is a separation between the, the, when the Torah repeats their name, there's a separation between the first time they're given that name and the second time because that indicates that there's a separation between the way they are in the world of Atzilus, every soul comes from Atzilus, to the way they are here. But Meshach Rabbeinu is unique. Meshach Rabbeinu, the way he is here, he is in the way the world of Atzilus. And that's the truth that he's given the Jewish people of his generation who were vessels to receive that truth. They were able to handle that. We, I mean, we read about them and we think, you know, we look at, listen to the Bible critics, and we look, 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 terror, look at the Torah from a very earthy perspective, and whatever, we don't, we don't really get it. But they were in a very high madriga. Even their mistakes were high madrigas. And, the, and they were able to experience the truth of Meshavim. And therefore, they didn't need for that truth to be filtered further to the throne room, to the world of Bria. They were able to handle that truth the way it is in the world of Atzilus. But in the next generation, where there was no longer the prophecy of Meshach Rabbeinu. There was something else called prophecy, but it wasn't similar to the prophecy of Meshach Rabbeinu. Meshach Rabbeinu, the Ramam says two things are unique about his prophecy. Anyone know the two things are unique about Meshach Rabbeinu's prophecy? Face to face, which means? It wasn't in a riddle. It wasn't in a riddle, right? And? Or like, like in the day, I mean, there was like a... He didn't need to, to, to do anything to get the prophecy. Yeah, right. He didn't have to sing a nigan, he didn't have to get undressed like other prophets. But Meshach Rabbeinu, the way he was standing up awake, was able to uh, handle the prophecy. So, uh, so Meish Rabbeinu, because he was at that level, he was able to give that also to the Jewish people of his generation who were also at that level. But the subsequent generation, they, the Chana and Shmuel, they needed to cause Tzvois. 
They needed to, to bring down this truth of Atsilus into the world of Bria Yitzhia That it should be in a similar way, but not the same as Atsilus. That this, the truth of Atsilus should be filtered in a way that, that's, that's meaningful for the world of Bria Yitzhia And now we can understand the question of the Maimur. Since the generation of Mesha is a generation of Atsilus, so why did the name Svois? Why did Jewish people give the title Svois in his generation? Now the question has a whole different meaning. The question has a different meaning. Not, it wasn't just, at the first we asked the question, it was more like a, Rabbi Tzvi Freeman calls Kabbalah uh, plumbing, plumbing information. Uh, why are we using this title? This title doesn't fit at this time. This title wasn't given yet. We don't know what the words mean. Everything now explained to us in Asius of Chabad, and in we can understand why this thing doesn't apply. Since this name is about uh, revelation of Hashem and Biyah, so in the and generation of Mesha Rabbeinu is a revelation of Atsilus. So, so why is that generation in need of and um, called by the name of Tzvoyes? They're way beyond Tzvoyes. The world of Bria is a place of Tveikos. It's great. It's a place where the souls and the angels are constantly in a state of attachment to Lukos. They're in the throne room. But compa- compared to Meshach Rabbeinu, they're nothing. Meshach Rabbeinu is a generation where it's not the throne room, it's the king in his chambers. So why talk about the throne room when you're in the chamber? Imagine you're, 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 in the, uh, you're, you're in the you're in the king's chamber, and you say, "What do you think of uh, this minister? Think of that minister? What do you think? Of, you're in the king's chamber. What 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 importance do all the ministers have? You're talking to the king himself. I love your ministers. Ministers nothing compared to the king. So, in a similar way, talking about truth, a truth that there are there is nothing else besides Hashem. That's the truth of Atzilus, and a truth where there, the lower level of truth is. The world of Bria, we have souls and angels in a state of constant vacas. What importance does that truth have in comparison to the truth of the world of Atzilus? So why are we given that title in the generation of Meshav? That, 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 that's a, something Hannah had to convey, that Shmuel had to convey, but not Meshav. His generation was able to handle much more. So why was that given? Why, so that's, we, now we understand the question. Huh? We're now on page Chafalaf, the bottom of the page. You got a Yonatan. Page on the page. I know, but the reason why it's repeated again for you specifically is because you're the only one who was following inside before, and I just skipped and, and reading the rest inside. Just explained the word from Baal Shemtiv and the Magid, and we just did the word from the Alter Rebbe. Remember, there were quotes a word from each Rebbe. Now, we're going to explain this at length with explanation of the Mitzvah Rebbe. The Mitzvah Rebbe says, You want to know the difference between the name of Tzvois and all the other names of God? It's kind of like the difference between a title that's given for a action or a nickname. Uh, in comparison to a name that's given that describes someone or describes their essence. What he says is, that never brings over to us, in short, what the Mitzvah Rebbe says, as follows. What is Mitzvah referring to? What, is it, what, what, what do we mean when we say a name that describes your essence? For example, if you give someone a title, a Chacham, Chacham Chacham the title Chacha means that he is wise in his very core. I mean, the, the true title of Chacham. We call someone a Chacham. 
it's not just that. It's not just that. Uh, what we call a chacham is what Chassidus calls barely a fool. Doesn't make it even level of fool. Uh, uh, that really chachamim. Uh, we would call, I mean, this is not really pertinent to the Mimer, but uh, Rabbi El Khan was once talking about the, the title, about, about the, word, the meaning of chacham, and he said, a ganiv can never be called a wise man. Why? Because a ganiv may be brilliant in how he steals, but his whole, his whole approach to life is based on I need and this is the way I have to do it. And then he figures out, based upon those principles, how he's going to steal. But he's not, his life is not built on wisdom. A wise man, as the Rambam says, what's a wise man mean? The Rambam says a wise man is someone who is recognizable in this wise man about how he eats and how he drinks. And the Rambam lists ten things, actually, interesting, the Rambam lists nine things. And the Mishnah lists ten things that you could tell a wise man. The reason why the Rambam doesn't mention one of them, which is sleep, that everyone said is because a wise man does all, all these wise things during the day, so the sleep comes automatically. Anyways, that he sleeps the way that a wise man sleeps. But either way, so a wise man isn't just noticeable that he know, has a good pshat in the Gemara, good pshat in Tesfis. The meaning of a wise man is that he's wise in his very core, that everything he does is based on wisdom. He lives his life with wisdom, not just he knows stuff. His li- he's a chacham be'etzim uhusay. He is wise in his very core. In his neshama, in the core, there is an in- uninterrupted flow an unlimited flow of wisdom. That's the meaning of the true meaning of Chacham. Rabbi uh, Meir he was, uh, he, he, to explain this to us once, he said, um, you have to think about the way the Rebbe addressed people at, at the, on the dollar line. People came to the Rebbe with all kinds of questions, and dollars was different than Yechid, so it wasn't ever explained things to people, ever heard people, never went back and forth, and, and, and there, was, there was no time of, of establishing rapport at the dollar line. People asked a question, and without a, a blink of a, a second, the Rebbe right away responds. Like in continuation, that, that's Prat Chachma. Chachma is a Prat that you see the essence of what it is. So that, that's the meaning of Chachma. And the, that's the, the name of the essence. When you say that, when you, remember, there's different kinds of names. There's a name of the essence, and there's a name of a description of someone. So if you would use the word chacham to describe someone's core, that would mean that there's a flow of wisdom in this person. This person has flow of, of wisdom from his neshama. If you were to use, if you were to use the word chachma as a title to describe the person, but not his very core, but this is just a description of what kind of person they are, that you wouldn't be describing their core, you'll be describing their brain. You'll be describing what kind of brain they have. They have a very broad mind. It, there's a difference between describing the core of somebody or describing their character. This person has a brilliant mind. That's different than saying that they're a chacham. Saying they're a chacham means that their soul is a soul that ha- is constantly pouring into them wisdom. Sa- describing their brain power is something different than describing their core. Let me say this in English. You could say that someone is, has a wonderful neshama, or you could say that they have a wonderful brain. They're two different things. Describing their neshama is describing their core. Describing their brain is describing something about their, about their persona, about their character. So this is like, oh, this is a wonderful guy. He's not the sharpest, but oh, does he have midas? <laughs> all, all jokes aside, let, let, let's understand the, 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 let's, let's understand the, the two words the Mitram is using. Don't worry about, don't worry about, don't worry about I don't, It's interesting. 
in English, we have like a hundred different words to say the word good. We have a hundred words for the word bad. But these two words the Mithra has, I don't think there are in, in English language anything similar. The, the Mithra says two kinds of names. One kind of name is called Shem HaToyar, and one kind of name is called Shem HaEtzem. There is one kind of name which is descriptive to the person's essence, and one is not descriptive to his essence, it's descriptive to his character. So... So the name Chacham, Chacham if, the, if the name Chacham is being used as describing the essence, it's about your neshama. If the name Chacham is describing the person, the person's character, it's describing his, his brain. His brain has its power. Shem HaEtzem. You could use the same thing by Chesed also. You could say somebody is a, 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 a such, such Chesed as person neshama. This, this person is like a man flowing with Chesed. You could see how much he cares, how much he... Then you could, be, you could also be describing Shema um, Toyar, not just his neshama, but what he actually resonates. You know, a neshama, your neshama energy doesn't necessarily mean what you, you're doing. You know, your neshama energy could be something that's different to what you're, what you're, what you're projecting. Huh? No, you, you think you spelled Toyar wrong. Tavav alafresh. A tire literally means an, a description, a name that describes you. There's a name that describes you, but it's not a name that, that reveals your essence. I think what we would use more often is a shema. We would never use a shema etzim. That's something that which, 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 you know, uh, only we're angry at someone, we say, well, he's a Jew. <laughs> Can't you use the mashal of the king? Right? You could dress someone up in royal garbs. They could appear to be a king, but they're not the king. And at the same time, the king will wear plain clothes and go into the field, and he's the king. He's the king in his essence, not just in his title. Uh, I'll, I'll try to get into it tomorrow. After one, I'll try to get into it tomorrow.